Jersey. Charlie's commute now started from across the border, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. His new girlfriend, Catherine, had a cozy little cape there, which she'd dress up with little card shop knickknacks, red paper hearts, or singing jack-o'-lanterns, or accordion turkeys, depending on the season. And though Charlie was growing bored with Catherine and her two teenage sons, he still liked being at her place okay, especially the little plot out back, where he could putter on warm days, pinching deadheads or staking tomato plants. He also appreciated the five easy minutes it took to cross the Lehigh River to the familiar slipstream of I-78 East, the aortal artery pumping thousands of workers to shifts at labor-starved hospitals across the Garden State, only five or six of which were, unofficially, closed off to hiring him. Over the course of his 16 years, Charles Cullen had been the subject of dozens of complaints and disciplinary citations, and had endured four police investigations, two lie detector tests, perhaps 20 suicide attempts, and a lockup. But none had blemished his professional record. He'd jumped from job to job at nine different hospitals and a nursing home, and been let go, terminated, or asked to resign at many of them. But both his Pennsylvania and New Jersey nursing licenses remained intact, and each time he filled out a new application, Nurse Colin appeared to be an ideal hire. His attendance was perfect, his uniform pristine. He had experience in intensive care, critical care, cardiac care, ventilation, and burns. He medicated the living, was the first code responder when machines screamed over the dying, and exhibited origami-like artistry when plastic wrapping the dead. He had no scheduling conflicts, didn't seem to attend movies or watch sports, and was willing, even eager, to work nights, weekends, and holidays. He no longer had the responsibilities of a wife, nor custody of his two children, and his downtime was spent primarily on Kathy's couch, flicking through channels. A last-second sick call or an unexpected patient transfer could have him dressed and on the highway before the commercial break. His fellow nurses considered him a gift from the scheduling gods, a hire almost too good to be true. His new job at Somerset Medical Center took 45 minutes each way, but Charlie didn't mind the drive. In fact, he required it. Charlie considered himself a talker, and he was quick to share cringingly intimate details of his showdowns with Kathy or his comically crumbling home life. But there were some privacies he could never talk about. Secret scenes that looped through his head, replayed for him alone. Between shifts, only the commute allowed Charlie to ruminate. His little Ford hiccuped as it crossed from the cheap Pennsylvania asphalt to the smooth New Jersey tar. Charlie stayed in the left lane until the signs for exit 18, a fierce little one-way toward US-22 Somerville and Rehill Avenue. This was the nice New Jersey, wealthiest state of the Union, the Jersey nobody ever joked about. Suburban streets lined with grand trees, well-tended yards uncramped by abandoned bass boats or broken trampolines, pristine driveways featuring leased Saturns rather than old escorts. He killed the engine in the parking garage, 
early as usual, and hurried toward the hospital's back entrance. Beyond the double doors lay a thrumming 24-hour city, lit by humming overhead fluorescence, the only place Charlie ever truly knew he belonged. He felt a thrill of excitement as he stepped onto the shining linoleum, a wave of familiarity as he breathed in the sense of home, sweat and gauze and betadine, the zing of astringent and antibacterial detergent, and behind it all, the florid note of human decay. He took the back stairs, two at a time. There was work to do. The nursing profession had welcomed Charlie as few other aspects of life ever had, starting with childhood. Charlie described it as miserable. He'd been a late-life mistake that his working-class Irish Catholic parents could hardly afford.